0: Captain of
1: Uh, Akiva's, faces his job in GOG, with Keeve and Ellie, and Zooey.
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 15 of New Girl Old Guy, Uh, talking about episode 15 of season 1 of New Girl Injured. I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. I'm here with the, my, uh, my name is Ali Lasher. I don't know what's happening. The energy is off, uh, but we will change that by bringing in the titular old guy, Akiva Winokur. Goody Claus, what's going on?
1: Um, well, I, so you said it's episode 15 of this podcast and episode 15 of the television show we talk about.
0: Is that but not correct? I said is that on the It is correct. It
1: is correct. <laughs> but in a few weeks, there's going to be a double episode. So at that point, like, is that podcast, let's say it's 17 and 18 or whatever it is. Is that episode 17 and 18? No, the show? I
0: hate what Survivor does. You put out an episode, that's an episode. It will be episode 17 of our podcast covering 17 and 18 of the show. And
1: so then we'll be confused forever after that.
0: Well, once we get to season two, it resets because like it'll be episode season two, episode one, and it'll be okay. episode twenty. of our podcast. So we're not going to go... Podcast.
1: Oh, so you're, we're not going to say like episode 42 of, of I guess you wouldn't I, say I don't
0: that. think I normally do. I think I you just wouldn't say really lost no, my, no, you to quote Puya. lost the mojo on the intro here.
1: No, you, I guess, yeah, you wouldn't say that. Doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Plus, we could do like one, if there's only one double per episode, we did discuss maybe doing a, a non-NGO, you know, non-New Girl thing after season one, and that's a catch-up also.
0: We're barely here every week, so it's like we're scrounging to make the episodes and we're going to add more. But I, I like I do like speculating about what the content will be if we do arrive at episode 24 of New Girl.
1: We're only nine away. We'll arrive.
0: Wow. Time flies, Keith.
1: <laughs> Um, It does. I mean, now I'm a busy man. I have a job and, and I have three and a half podcasts, but this is my priority um NGO-G well, h- how job. are
0: you you know i never asked Brian how he is on the challenge uh you oh. know I, I, spoiler alert i'm not really super psyched i spoiled last week that this is an episode that i skip every time in my rewatch so it is the first time i've seen this in quite a while um we got great questions from the like honestly going through the questions made me jazzed to talk about this so thank you for giving me life audience but We have some time because I don't think there's a lot of meat on this episode. Yeah, I got plenty
1: to talk about. That's fine. So how are you? Uh, I'm fine. I think I'm a little tired. You know, we played Among Us, the video game, from what was my time, midnight till after 7 a.m. on Sunday night. And unsurprisingly, that really threw off my schedule for the rest of the week.
0: It really does affect the whole this is the longest I ever stayed on. And it was a blast, a blast. True. No, I wish I could.
1: I was I was very upset I had to leave. But like my kid, there was like alarms going off in the background. But But it throws
0: off the week on a Sunday night to like do something, even though it's, you know, at home. I mean, I can't even discuss doing it through the night. So that's like I can't opine on that. But even just playing to like 1 or 2 a.m. on a Sunday is like it does mess with the whole week.
1: So I No, but, I, but also I'm irresponsible. So, you know, I, I like I took a nap today. I fell asleep on the couch from like 9 p.m. to midnight. I don't know if
0: you row. should say that now that you have a job, that you're sleeping during the day.
1: Well, I mean, like nobody's listening to this podcast. I would
0: not advise you to say that well, you sleep during the day. And then this I, Yeah,
1: and then I have like a, a, a job interview this week that I, I think I don't want.
0: Wait you first of all, again, I want you to not be talking about this. From no, the I'm going to talk about it. I'm
1: going to talk about it.
0: OK, um, so if they
1: want me so bad that they're checking out my podcast, you know, God bless them.
0: All right. I really want. So my new philosophy. So my friend Melissa and I have been running drills in quarantine with guys. That's what we say. We're running experiments. This is sort of the lost year. So we might as well be running drills. And what that means is You wanna take a week where you do the opposite of all your instincts like George Costanza? You take a week, you run that drill, let us know, get back to us, let us know how it goes. Um, So we've, we've been collecting data and what I'm currently on right now is that you want everyone to want you. I'll decide, I'll be the decider if I feel the same way, but I want to be the wanted, not the wanter. And the reason I bring this up is that you want the job to want you? You don't go into the job interview deciding you don't want the job. Let them offer it to you, and then you well, that's what you can I'm doing. There's no
1: pressure. Tight. There's no pressure. That's exactly well, you've already what I'm mentally
0: saying. decided you don't want it, and no, I think that I think shows in
1: an interview. Yeah. I, I I will I will go there, and I will take it seriously, but I also like have high salary demands that I do not do not think will be met based on my email conversation with the person and I and it's far away. I don't I don't want it. So he's going to have equate
0: me. this to dating. If anybody was going into a date saying I have high standards, that this guy's not going to meet or man or woman or whatever is not going to meet. Like you're already you've already lost the date. Of course, they're not going to meet your salary demands, but you want the job and then you say no based on the salary. Also, uh, what are you doing interviewing for jobs? You have a job.
1: It's complicated. It's, I well, could, let's flesh in, it out. I mean, if no, we never get to both, the episode, No, I could do both because the job fine. I have now is, is like it, it, I, I'm freelance, so I could do as many hours as I want. So in theory, I could like do that. For, I don't do anything else in the world. so I, I mean, could, when like, you
0: say you're freelance, I picture you with like a notebook and like a spiral notebook. A fedora. Like a, a fedora on my head. Not yes. a fedora.
1: Um, Not even for you, a fedora. So yeah, in theory, I could work like 50 hours at my current job, but I could also work one hour at my current job and do. And so, you know, this is uh, this is like an in-office job. I could do you both. can
0: tell how checked out I am from this episode that by how early in the episode I start eating on the podcast. I'm already eating two, two minutes into this podcast.
1: And didn't you say you're getting a sandwich delivered? So this is your pre-dinner snack that you're eating on the podcast? <laughs> well,
0: I didn't eat lunch. I've been busy, Akiva.
1: Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Don't yes. come for me with food, two burgers, two burgers, Wiener. Well, we
1: had we had do you know you don't know what a CM is. I guess I'll explain what a CM is. So basically sure. Um I'm I should do, I guess
0: should I guess from context clues? Yes. would that be fun
1: please please
0: uh, let, I mean use it in like a non-obvious sentence
1: okay I made a siam last night
0: <laughs> whoa <laughs> um could, could you uh
1: would a, let tra- me explain. would a
0: child make a siam?
1: they could a child could but it's more of an adult thing
0: okay it's, it's a snack I imagine
1: it's not a snack it's, so all right. That's, I,
0: I guessed wrong it's a snack
1: yeah. So um, basically, like there's this thing called Dafiomi where you, as Ellie mutes to, to munch on her snack. Shut um, up. <laughs> there's this thing. Also, called...
0: of course, Afiomi. Now, I know what that is. You don't need to explain. Oh, that do you really? No, of course not. Yeah, it's like
1: you do like one page of Talmud a day. Tal- Talmud could take like 45 minutes, an hour to learn one page and then for seven years. And then you're finished. Then you have learned the whole thing. It's very. Oh, normal. you
0: have told me about this, actually. So.
1: So. Um, so there's like, there, there are dozens of books, and so I finished the hardest one. Uh, even the name of it would be too complicated to understand, uh, to to explain, um, without like an hour. But anyway,
0: speaking of my sandwich, you continue the story. I have to go tell. Uh,
1: oh my god, she's <laughs> going. To, she's going to the door, man. During my boring. Duff- so anyway, so we finished the. We finished. We finished getting. I finished the book, and my kids made a big party. And at the because big part, finish
0: the one book, you got a party.
1: Well, it, it's the book took, you know, many, many months and it's complicated. Every so book. Are you going see for
0: them. the seven year? Like, are you doing this?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm like four pages behind after one year. Yeah, I'm, I'm there.
0: That's amazing.
1: So um, this is I, your first time. This is my first time. Yeah. yeah I've always said, like, I'm going to do it. It's, it's a seven year and a few month cycle. And then they have like a party in like Giant Stadium afterwards. Yeah. They, like mean at Giant Stadium. So um i uh so i i went to one actually in the um where the nets play when i was in ninth grade they dragged us there and i missed the jets game the jets chiefs game i was very mad about it anyway um so my kids like throwing a party for it so my son planned the party you noam know, I and he made a pinata six year
0: old planned the party. yeah
1: he made a pinata he, he him and my wife went and they built a pinata Aww. with candy in it what was we it got burgers like? Um, it was just like a round thing. They just made it like as many levels as possible so everyone could get a few hits in before it broke. But then um, the only reason I'm telling the story is because we—they, my wife got burgers for the thing and I only had one burger. And I was like, I don't really need two burgers, but one burger is not enough. And, you you know, that was a very long story. Yeah, well, that's why the ideal. Burger, I mean, Mr. this really. But yeah,
0: I don't know that this is really for you, although I don't know. Do you eat kosher hot dogs? Yeah. Somehow a hot dog still, even a kosher hot dog feels unkosher to me. Like that, the meme that's like, what's something that feels not kosher but is? <laughs> Be so a your hot, hot dogs dog.
1: are not. Okay, that's not a crazy take that hot dogs um, are, feel not kosher.
0: But the perfect, well, maybe for you, a hot dog and a hamburger is the is the ideal. But uh, for me at a barbecue, the ideal is one hamburger, half a hot dog. Get someone to commit to the I half hot dog I can't even splice.
1: imagine having half a hot dog. <laughs> like, if you don't like hot dogs, don't eat them. But why would you have...
0: Oh, I love hot dogs, like, uh, in the right occasion, like a July 4th, like a barbecued chard hot dog, but I'm saying, you're saying one hamburger's not enough, two's too much, I'm saying I agree with you, I think the ideal, again, for me, you don't have to take personal offense to it, is one hamburger, commit to the half hot dog, and then the sides.
1: Yeah, I like the hamburger, hot dog sides. Maybe uh, you know a few wings or some sort of uh, grilled chicken. Oh, well, like
0: if you got three proteins going around your barbecue. Okay, you don't Cuba. have three
1: proteins at a barbecue. No, don't sometimes. even don't even make a barbecue. All
0: right, look, I also love how you always say make, like make a barbecue. Like you said, I'm making a wedding, I'm making a bar mitzvah. I'm making a barbecue. It's That's very like very, it's very Jewish. of your generation.
1: It's very Jewish, I think. Speaking because of Jewish, yeah,
0: I told you I had a big shame this weekend. I was in New Jersey. And I was taking a walk with my mom and her friend, mm-hmm. who li- and this friend lives next to the rabbi. Mm-hmm. And the rabbi, my new rabbi is an RJP listener, not of mine, but of, of the good people. Anyway... We're driving back from this house and we see the rabbi on Saturday morning walking back from synagogue. And we the real walk of shame as a suburban Jewish woman is the wave of shame to the rabbi when you're in the car when you shouldn't be on Shabbat.
1: Yeah. No, uh, people have been there before. That's that's very funny.
0: I didn't even think of it. I was like, I was like, oh, it's the rabbi I wave. And my mom's like putting her head down. And then and she you waves can't even be I like, We're
1: too, we care too much about covid <laughs> to not come to synagogue because you're going to some stranger's house. Well, you, you I mean we you walked out no on. we were
0: walking outside so it's I, I it's objectively a safer covid thing to do than to go to temple I
1: agree I agree I agree I'm shocked they're even having it indoors I've not been at a, you know an, indoors at a synagogue I believe they're March.
0: streaming and they Oh only- okay so it's
1: just the key people I got it well
0: we have eight apparently i learned this we have a capacity for over 800 people and only 25 people are allowed in so it's like that's quite fine it's like the real jews and Mm -hmm. then the key people
1: the diehards it's like the season ticket holders
0: the the akivas the conservative akivas
1: but yeah i I like i like that um yeah i've not been inside a synagogue since march i don't know like you're
0: not even a diehard well,
1: they don't. I mean, they're they don't really. <laughs> You're studying exist a now. page of
0: Talmud a day, and you can't get your butt to synagogue. No, I'm just kidding. I agree that you shouldn't be going. I shouldn't. But we it. have a,
1: like my building has like a they built a, they built an outdoor synagogue. The tent collapsed when it rained last week. Like there oh. was know, anyone injured? No, no, it happened overnight. But um, the, yeah, a lot of people there's a, you know we walk down the street in Jerusalem and there's there's like services going on all the time now because there's nothing indoors, so it's all, mostly outdoors.
0: You know, it's killing me to know that I have a sandwich in the lobby and I'm going to have to wait the entirety of this podcast. No, go
1: get it. You can go get it. I'll wait. The
0: last thing you need is me eating a sandwich on this podcast and you know if I have it, I'm going to eat it. What bad timing?
1: Like, Like, why do you time this so poorly?
0: Because I'm busy working and I'm hungry and it is what it is. Like, sorry, Mm -hmm. I don't have a a wife and kids to be cooking for me, Akiva.
1: Oh, we had the most random assortment of foods tonight because my brother-in-law came and he liked something and one of my kids wanted something and... So if I give you a hundred guesses for the combination of the three things we had tonight, nobody would guess.
0: Well, I could look at your daughter's food Instagram, maybe oh, and yeah. get an idea. You could
1: probably look at her food Instagram and find it. But um we had falafel. Homemade my wife made homemade falafel balls. Oh come and on.
0: I'm hungry and you're gonna describe Israeli um, falafel to me right now?
1: Uh we had a uh, split pea soup. Because it was very it's very uh cold now.
0: That's a very trafe item. That that always you has think split has like pea a... soup is trafe. <laughs> no, but it, it usually has like a pork product in it. No,
1: no. Well, she makes it without pork. Treatment's I understand not for the for the gentiles out there. And then we had um. And then my wife is very into making homemade sushi, so we oh. Had- But she like tempuras it. So you have like she makes like sushi sushi sandwiches for people.
0: What is she tempura? The whole sushi?
1: I don't know. Or just I I eat the. No no, no. let's break this down.
0: What do you mean you don't know? Is the fish itself fried like a shrimp roll? You wouldn't have shrimp, so what is she tempura? crab,
1: salmon, whatever she was making. So
0: she's making the sushi roll and then she fries the sushi roll as a as a unit. Is the outside of the sushi all tempura? It's like pizza.
1: It looks like almost sushi pizza.
0: Oh, I gotta you gotta get Ella to gram this. I'm fascinated.
1: She, I bet she did. I, I would be shocked if she didn't gram this. Although she didn't make it. Maybe she only Instagrams her own. Yeah, stuff. she did
0: not gram it. I did check in the intro and That's I'm not funny. some creep. You like begged me to follow her. I'm no, not No, yeah, yeah. To follow she asked, she asked, she's like, ask
1: your podcast people to to follow me. Yeah, if you are uh, if you are a female podcaster or something like that, then you can I'm happy to give her Instagram. Um, um. Yeah.
0: Speaking of your kids, I woke up to some trash talk from your six-year-old today. Thank God it wasn't at me, but mm-hmm. I I was confused, and I'm I'm gonna try to clip it and put it at the end of the episode.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: uh yeah, Noam Noam was fire firing on all cylinders this afternoon, Israel time.
1: Yeah my my six-year-old played on our in our stream, and he he got the our video. stream. Okay. Well, like we were playing, like me and you were playing. we <laughs>
0: stream at Puya's yeah, on yeah. Twitch.
1: And 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 he got to be the imposter, the killer with Puya, and it was very fun. Um, and uh, but he's still a little you know sore about being. He got voted out. He got caught. Okay, I, in hindsight, maybe they probably should have let him win. But what are you going to do next time? Um, I mean,
0: I don't agree with letting your kid win. Let yeah, them take the loss. I, I, ta-
1: no, I don't disagree. In general, I agree. I don't let him win. He games, was but... funny
0: about it. Like I think he was fine with it.
1: No, he didn't. He's not actually mad. But it was. But he is like trash talking. Yeah, So he. I
0: did say you're you raising a nice kid. He, he happens to be a nice kid.
1: He's very sweet. Like he'll make up candy bags for his whole class and bring them. Like twenty five candy bags. Oh, it
0: takes down. after his mom.
1: So well, no, I, I I don't know. It's like an unusual thing. I certainly would not do that. I would eat all twenty right. Takes
0: after school. his mom. Um.
1: He, yeah. So he sent a. He sent like a you're uninvited for my birthday stream, which is a hypothetical thing that he keeps talking about to uh, to our friend Kirsten. Uh, and then he wanted to send a much meaner message and I talked about it.
0: <laughs> I wish you had had that sent to me because I would clip at the end. He didn't make it. it was like, he didn't do it. Mean. He
1: told me, he's like, then can I have your phone? Here's what I want to say. And I'm like, no, you're not saying that.
0: The best is I was like, I want confirmation that I am invited, and all he's—you could hear you like whispering something, him—he's whispering like, Allie, like there's some whispering, some mm-hmm. junior person, kid whispering," mm-hmm. and then he goes, "Yes, yes," <laughs> that's all he says. Like he doesn't. Well, say I was you're saying, invited. tell
1: Ali if tell Ali if she's invited or not to your and party. And he's
0: like, "I was just yes, yes." <laughs> it's like he
1: read well, he listened. He—I was reading the chat. There was people being like, "Oh, he's cute," and then there were people like, "Vote that kid out." <laughs> so I was, you know, telling him who's on his side.
0: I was watching Puya stream and you're not invited to my birthday stream.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you, that, that's like that. That imitation uh, was a anti-Semitic, but <laughs> he
0: has an Israeli accent <laughs> yeah, that he has you an Israeli can't ac- identify. That,
1: yours was like a 90-year-old. Like, yeah, Jewish but that's man. what
0: he said. Honestly, yeah. he sounds like it. A little
1: bit. That's true. And he, I think it doesn't <laughs> say like oh, a couple letters he doesn't really say, I think. So. Puya
0: stream? It's yeah. very cute. Um, yeah. All right. I mean...
1: I have some other girl. stuff
0: I want to tell you but it's mm-hmm. off pod content.
1: Okay. We can talk about New Girl for a second here.
0: All right, let's uh so we're talking about episode 15 Injured. It aired on March 6, 2012. <laughs> um and uh you want to do your digest?
1: Yeah, I'll do Kiwi's digest. Um this is I a Believe a it's ver- just
0: Keve's digest.
1: Keve's digest. This is uh, you know, pretty I don't want to say standalone episode, but this is or a bottle episode necessarily, but I guess I thought a that episode. too.
0: But it's not a bottle episode. But it's yeah. like it's all it's something else.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty contained to one storyline. The, the The five characters are mostly together the whole episode. The core five. So basically, it starts with a tackle football game. Um, Nick gets crushed by Jessica. By the way, we used to play tackle football in high school. During football season, which is like September to January, every day behind the school, the school loathed it and could have easily stopped it. We were in like the school that like,
0: explains like, a lot
1: backyard, and they <laughs> never once like all they had to do was come at once. We would have all gotten like in big trouble, but and and it would literally have been a two minute walk. But they just like complained about the fact that they thought we were doing it when in reality they could have caught us once. One day, my friend Eric, who uh uh what my my friend Eric got. Rammed, similar to what Jess does in this episode, to Nick, and immediately broke his collarbone playing tackle football at school. Oh, that is he, the worst. And he had the foresight. Ironically, his dad is like a like a famous back doctor, but he had the foresight. Oh, oh, he, oh
0: your Jewish friend Eric, his father is a renowned back doctor. I'm just stunned.
1: So he he um he had the foresight to know that if he just went into school and was like, I broke my collarbone, they'd be like, Well, tackle football, that's canceled. You guys are all in trouble. Who did it? They're expelled. So he hid the injury for the rest of the day till he got home. And then like and then like the official story in school was he fell down the steps at home. Like I think he probably told his parents, but like you can't say it, you know, you can't tell the school what we did. What a G, right? Like he let us keep playing by by like hiding the injury for the entire afternoon.
0: I the one issue I take the one thing I take issue with is I feel like he's not telling the parents. I think the parents are hearing that, especially a back doctor, and they're Mm -hmm. marching in. So I feel like the but lie think, went no, all the I way think, up the chain.
1: I, I think if you're a parent and and the kid says, like, listen, I was doing something, you know, dumb. It's not the school's fault. Like, we were doing something, but you're going to get all my friends in trouble. Don't say anything. I don't think the parents say anything. I can ask him. I, I still speak to him. I'm no, happy no. to ask There's, him you I, Yeah,
0: you ask him because, I'm sorry, you tell your parents, I got injured. I broke my collarbone, like a very serious injury. Mm-hmm. Playing tackle football at the school, but what I'm going to need you to not do
1: is tell them. Remember, it's this not happened. on the football team; it's like illegally, I am, at least.
0: Exactly, exactly. What's
1: the, but they're not going to. The How old are they? How old are they? Where we were sophomores in, we were sophomores. They're in, marching
0: in. in. You ask him. You no ask way.
1: Him. My parent. If I told my parents, they would not have said a word. If I said you cannot say anything, uh, the kids will be annoyed at me. They would not. No chance. They would have said a word.
0: I guess that's true. Maybe my parents. I mean, I just yeah. Don't if you play said like
1: football. it's gonna people. I mean people and people would not well, have ask been annoyed. him. I'm
0: less interested in debating this. Just get the answer okay. though. I do want the answer.
1: And then my friend Andrew broke my friend Rafi's collarbone. So then I think that really we got in trouble because that was two collarbones in like a month.
0: Well, that's bad. That's a really painful. I mean, I'm shocked you go the whole day with a broken collarbone. He
1: he, like, I have people like helped him up the stairs, if I remember correctly. Oh, jeez.
0: All right. Well, speaking of somber stories, I mean, I oh, guess we're not I'm even done with like that was the,
1: no, that was the first scene of the episode. Yeah. So well, you
0: forwent the rest of your time.
1: Okay. No, go, it's ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, so Nick gets hurt. He doesn't have health insurance. He goes to uh, Sadie, June, Diane, Raphael, who we've met before, who is his who is uh, uh, Jess's friend, who's a lesbian gynecologist, and um, he, but, you know, she notices a growth, and they basically spend the rest of the episode assuming Nick is going to die, because they him D it, and uh, they have a, a long scene at the bar where not a lot happens, where they discuss Nick's funeral and how he's going to die, and then they have an even longer scene at the beach where they end up sleeping on the beach at night, um, and then, and in the end, Nick goes to the doctor, He gets a clean bill of health, and in a very heartwarming moment, when he goes to pay his bill because he doesn't have insurance, the other four members of the Core Five have paid his bill. And in an additional B-story, Winston's car is dying throughout the episode and eventually dies at the end of the episode. It's pretty clean.
0: Matt Stewart says, Is there a place in New Girl to have an episode this somber?
1: Yeah. It felt like a... Now, there aren't no jokes in this episode. I definitely laughed multiple times. But it felt like a CW episode from the yeah. '90s, right? Like I th- it agree ends with them walking away from the car. It's a CW episode that happens to be funny. Like I definitely laughed, and Schmidt definitely has some great. Winners <sighs> I don't in this feel episode.
0: like there are a lot of laughs. I must feel like the laughs like don't really fit in. But we'll talk about it. Maybe mm-hmm. i will change my mind. I mean, I, I'm also obviously coming in with like a gray cloud for this episode generally. So maybe I just missed the laughs because yeah. I wasn't looking forward to watching Well, let Well, let me pitch
1: you on it because I didn't hate it. I, I mean, I, I don't, didn't love it, but I thought it was interesting. I let don't hate
0: it. it. I don't hate the episode. I just would prefer not to watch it again.
1: Um, okay. First of all, so in the first scene, it's basically the core four. I don't think CeCe's in the football game and maybe one other person on their team. And they're playing like another team in, in Tackle Football. Who are they playing? Like the, the apartment next door? Like another apartment? How are these even teams? I, I feel like our team is terrible. They have one professional athlete and a bunch of wimps.
0: Did I miss it? I feel like the four of them are just playing, which again seems... No,
1: there's a bunch of people. There's oh, like a there? bunch of anonymous Wait, people. Wait,
0: that's so funny. It's, I really don't two like this two. episode. Um...
1: It's not a two-on-two. Because two. when they had four, I'm like, are they going to play a two-on-two? Two? Well, then why is Jess going to the car? It doesn't make any sense because Schmidt makes a joke about them calling a play-in. Or Nick, somebody makes a joke about Jess going to the car. That's weird. Well, okay, Robbie Freeman,
0: before you set this up, Robbie Freeman says, there are so many things wrong with the touch football game. Please have Akiva break them down. Mm -hmm. So if you could continue to break it down with an eye on that, that would be lovely.
1: I mean, yeah, like she hits him. First of all, is it touch? I'm not sure if it's ever established if it's touch or tackle. Jess hits him so far after the play, it's wild. Um, I guess it's probably not tackle. I don't think Jess is probably playing tackle with the fellas, but yeah, it's probably touch and she just smashes him.
0: Yeah, I could see her sort of getting carried away like that, no, it, but yeah, it, definitely it definitely wasn't touched. like – just like a, an hour. But it wasn't set up well.
1: No, like it, it just it was like this. This, was,
0: this wasn't about the football game, and, no. and, and I don't even think there's a world where the four of these people would go play football. No. Jess is wearing jeans and a button down. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they just and need... I feel like
1: they had 20 minutes on the – like, the LA, L.A. County gave them 20 minutes in a park to film this scene because it's, like, very rushed.
0: I feel like that's not the issue. I feel like they have a lot of content they want to get to. Yeah,
1: that's true too.
0: You're right. I am looking at this. There are two other people blocking them, so they appear to be playing like four on four.
1: Yeah, it's like another. It's like the apartment Olympics. They're playing another. They're playing another group. Of
0: actually, I actually only think I see two extra people, but I guess another two are inferred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seen. They <laughs> Unless they're playing the three team. on three. Oh yeah, because Jess does tackle Nick.
1: Yes. But it's an accident. It's an accident. I think they're on the same team and she just accidentally. It's not clear again. We could freeze frame it, but I didn't, I didn't really freeze frame it. I should. It's,
0: it's literally just like they need Nick to get an injury that wouldn't require hospitalization Mm -hmm. and they need to go from there like that. Like uh, there's no, we're, you know, just as a viewer of this, if I'd only seen these 15 episodes, I would never expect to see these four playing sports together again.
1: True. Um, I uh, so we see Winston's jalopy, his bad car, right? Yep. Uh and he says that uh he he like it's very it's a very, very meaningful car to him. He's been through so much. First of all, I feel like most of it's bad. Like I'm not sure why he's so in love with this car, but he also says a college that he didn't end up going to gave it to him illegally because they wanted him to go play basketball there. That means Winston was like an insanely good basketball if colleges are giving him cars before he makes his decision under the table.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the idea is that he's a very good college basketball player who was then good flamed enough to out. play overseas. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, but like flamed out, not good enough to play in the NBA or anything, and is now. Well, oh, yeah, entire, but good. Yeah. I
0: mean, like you're not like a lot of Northwestern players, right? Good enough to play yeah. at a college level, sure. but then they, they go, go to, like, play and Russia. overseas. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, but yeah, the Northwestern flashback...
1: should practice giving out cars to the good players. Maybe that's what they're doing now. Maybe why that, that, that's why yeah, they're that's gonna be in the big ten championship.
0: What's gonna happen? Um, Is that what happened
1: with you? Is that like how they got yeah. you to go? They gave you a car to, to go to No, I guess that would not help.
0: Um, so Winston, I like the flash, the literal flashback. Uh, and when you say mostly bad things happen to him, like wh- I feel like you're very um, zeroed in on like Winston's had like some horrible life like, the Winston we see now is a bit lost, but the Winston that's been painted for us prior to him right, coming back from Lobby is, is this.
1: Yeah, but we've only man, known him as a loser. College old, star. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So like it's it fits that he's holding on to something that represents like those days as opposed to now.
1: That's true. That's true. Like if I have something like memorable from like I'll like I'll be reluctant to throw out a backpack or something from like a good time or something stupid.
0: Well, that's funny because Kelly says, um, since this is a non-driving podcast, mm-hmm. it won't be a car, but do either of you have something you're emotionally attached to that you've kept far past its expiration date like Winston with his car?
1: Ooh. You know, I had, um, I had like a soft football my whole life that my parents got me when I was one, and I sort of used it as like a – I would have like two pillows, and it was, it was like under my head always, like for practical purposes. Like it just propped up my head like the perfect amount. Uh and it was my one sort of uh thing I was attached to. And when I came back from my year abroad, it was missing. I assume my mom threw it out either intentionally or accidentally and never told me, but I've never seen it again.
0: I've kept a lot of like letters and notes and stuff from like college. I have all that. Um but I'm I I don't have like sentimental value attached to things but I do Mm -hmm. acquire a lot of stuff unfortunately then it hits me and I'm just like I could throw this away or I could donate it so like ultimately like every like three or four years usually even things that I'm quote sentimental for will get axed yeah Um, I do have a sorority t-shirt I have gotten rid of the vast majority of my sorority clothing But I have this long sleeve, it's called a spirit jersey. And I ordered it when I was a senior in college. That's like when they became popular. And it was like definitely like too late for me to even be getting it. But like it looked so comfortable, I just wanted it. And basically it's just an oversized long sleeve shirt, Akiva, Mm -hmm. that on the front has an anchor because that was like the symbol of my sorority. And on the back it says in letters, your Greek house. Like in, you know, Mm -hmm. the regular alphabet. All huge across your back, like from your wingspan to your back, and I. This is has holes in it. I mean, this I got this in two thousand twelve. But is it so warm? It's eight years old. Do you wear because it it's warm. It is so. It's not warm. It's like t-shirt material, but it's mm-hmm. like a really nice old baggy long sleeve tee. Mm-hmm. And I will never throw this thing out. I don't wear it outside the house anymore. Mm-hmm. But it is like my favorite inside fall yeah, shirt. But that's it's fair. not sent to I'm not like, oh my God, I'm so attached to my Greek house. I have to have it. It's just, we it's get my a new favorite one, shirt. Yeah, no, a, I know. That's like, they sell them for like at the airport. Like you've probably seen them. It's like Palm Beach or like whatever. Right. But uh, yeah, you should
1: get a stupid one for the, your next one.
0: N-G-O-G. Maybe I'll get a new girl, old guy. Should, that, should
1: that be our merch? People want N-G-O-G merch.
0: Do, no one wants N-G-O-G, not one N-G-O-G merch. Not one person. <laughs> We are getting people starting to tweet us about being in their like Spotify top podcast, which is oh, awesome. Because nice. we haven't been around that long.
1: Yeah, uh, no, that is nice. I um that I just noticed that right before we started that it's like Spotify yeah. top songs day. And he-
0: and Rich Miller both te- uh, tweeted us. We'd appreciate it. It's who are you?
1: Who are going to be in your top five Spotify artists of the year?
0: Um, a hundred percent, without a doubt, it's going to be. Lizzo, Harry Styles, mm-hmm. John Legend, and then okay. they might not even be able to find a fourth <laughs> they, and fifth You can't person. find
1: fourth and fifth. All right. Yeah, you I still rarely listen mine, to no? music. Yeah, um music but when fan. I
0: do, it's to specifically go and listen to those artists. Um Uh Who's in your spot? I mean, what do you and like? I don't you know like yet, Pearl Jam, you? right?
1: Yeah, but I don't listen to them on Spotify.
0: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. No, I just have to because know. I which... like
1: listen to like I would listen to live Pearl jams so that wouldn't really be on spot, on, on
0: spot. Okay, then no, I couldn't possibly guess which art who you like enough to listen to, but not specifically their live work.
1: Okay, fair enough. Do you want to offer no, it or no? No, I don't want to offer it. What, anyway, are you saving
0: it for are you saving it for another podcast is gonna get the scoop
1: no nobody cares enough for it any podcast. so
0: then tell me then tell then no I, yes. I, it's
1: not even interesting I don't, I think I, then I
0: what, what are we it. doing here none of this is interesting
1: that's true that's true I think Bon Vare in the national would be one two this year um I, I'm trying. I don't know you know the one crazy thing I do I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast is I listen to almost every major new album that comes out every week. So like on Sunday or Monday I'll just put on like a list of like fifteen different new albums. If I don't like it, I'll shut it off after two or three songs. But I really like any major album that comes out I will listen to.
0: That's because you're a pop culture connoisseur.
1: Yeah, but, but I but I You're a
0: tastemaker.
1: I've stopped doing it a little bit because it's just very it feels like I'm in prison and I have to do it at a certain point, you know what I mean? Like i oh, like, oh I got six no. more of these. So I then I stopped doing <laughs> That's it. That's how I but... feel
0: about NGOG. No, I'm just going <laughs>
1: Alright, all right. goodbye everybody. This was a fun one. How funny would it be if we just end the episode here?
0: Wait, I don't even know how to find... I found it on my phone, but I listened to Spotify on my computer. So I, want, I, like, pulled it up. Um, yeah. Can I, can I'm I bring back to the tweet episode this. for a second? No, I want to help me find this. It's not available. I don't know I how to find up. it.
1: Well, you, while you look, let me talk about the episode.
0: Okay. So
1: how, does, how does Nick... So Nick gets taken to Dr. Sadie, the gynecologist, Jess's friend, who we've met before. How does Nick not know that she's a gynecologist? I found like it. He's, he's sitting in the office... Doesn't yeah, especially because
0: wasn't Nick there when the, or was Nick not there when well, he said lesbian gynecologist and ran in? It might have Schmidt been Schmidt and
1: in. Winston or something, yeah. Uh, no, I think he was. I think Nick was there because – oh, no, doesn't she say that Nick looks like someone she dated? Is he oh, one yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he – yeah, so it's yeah, crazy Yeah, I think that's – that. you
0: know, it's not great. It's also curious – I mean, sorry, I'm distracted because I did find it. In my top songs are Lizzo, Harry Styles, Jane Taylor, who I've mentioned before on this podcast. Yes. Harry Styles, Harry Styles, John Legend, Jane Taylor, Beyonce. So I was exactly right. It's like 10 songs before I find another artist besides those five people.
1: Someone was telling me that they knew this like lady. I think she used to be Orthodox and she's a cook. And she, like, lives with John Legend and Chrissy Teigen and, like, writes Chrissy's cookbook Oh, with her? Like, she used to be Orthodox?
0: Yeah, she's, like, her collaborator on recipes. Mm-hmm. She came from Israel, I think,
1: mm-hmm. and then had yes. to go
0: back because of, like, quarantine stuff and yeah. then is back again. She doesn't full-time she like- live, but she moves in when they're <laughs> creating funny that a new book. That.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is funny.
0: I do. I, I follow Chrissy Teigen quite closely.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so anyway. To be goes- clear, you
0: can cook while orthodox. I made it seem like she used to be orthodox, but now she's a cook. No,
1: she used to be orthodox. <laughs> so she's like in my orbit more than the average person, you know what I mean? Like I would know someone who knows them. Anyway.
0: Oh, okay.
1: No, I mean I don't you're know her. Thir- don't-
0: so you're three steps removed from Chrissy Teigen. Three degrees of separation.
1: No, maybe fifteen. I don't know.
0: 15 you went from knowing someone who knows no, three who but i'm sure she's her. got big walls up chrissy T. i'm
1: also not interested like i wouldn't want to No, chrissy this T. woman like...
0: when you say big walls up like this woman's in her circle she lives with her to collaborate on her cookbooks like yes, she was all over her instagram stories when they correct. were doing it
1: yeah she so like know, if yeah. you
0: even know someone who knows her you're three de- like there is no debate about how close this woman but is i don't
1: even i literally don't even remember who told me so Lord. it's not like a <laughs> best friend um,
0: um But But yeah, yeah. I mean, it is unbelievable. I mean, first of all, that's like not even the fact that Nick maybe wouldn't have paid attention to the fact that she's an OBGYN, fine. But the fact that uh, Sadie would not only give pills, I did get a good laugh. My favorite joke of the episode is when she's giving him pain medication. She's like, please don't take these pills. No one prescribed Mm -hmm. them. Why would you take them? Yeah. But as Matt Stewart points out, why would a doctor risk her license to give unprescribed pills to a friend's roommate? At the point where she discovers he's got a growth, she is not scheduling an ultrasound to take care of it. She is sending him to a specialist. Like, you, once you think this guy's got cancer, you're not continuing to treat him.
1: Right. Well, I don't think she's... Uh, I don't, like, yeah, that is a good That is a good point. That is a good point. I mean, she I, might want to stay off the radar. I'm not sure why she's doing this.
0: What do you mean, Steph? I mean, I, I do know doctor friends like parents of friends who would like in a pinch prescribe someone a birth control prescription because they were going on vacation and like they needed to get a refill whatever or like Uh um I have this condition okay I can prescribe this like pretty from talking to you on the phone without like being worried about it I mean you know if I were a doctor I would never do that because I just that's why I'm not a doctor and I'm a rule follower as a profession um but so like that maybe is more realistic that she would prescribe some like per- pain medication to a guy who's got a back injury from football, but she's not treating him for cancer. <laughs> no, it's I not agree.
1: Obviously thing. not. That is, yeah. Um, I but I wanted to ask you because after this they go to the bar, and they're not so nervous until they web D it basically or a fake web MD it, and they find out his his possible symptoms are death. <laughs> So if you're not feeling well, are you and I think I know the answer, a big WebMD person?
0: Well, it's funny you should say that because Justin Ramsey says, how bad are you guys at stopping yourself from going on WebMD before a doctor's appointment? Um, So you if you think, you know, the answer, do I like lemons? Like, what do you think?
1: Well, I know the answer because I know the time you thought you had covid, you were like writing your will and (laughs) it was very clear you didn't have it.
0: It was, we have not talked about that story Uh, on the podcast.
1: Okay. Well, you thought you had it possibly. You didn't have it. I went on an
0: outdoor date with a guy who had it in March, who gets tested every single week and Uh then pops a positive three days after Mm -hmm. I went on this date with him. Yeah. So it's not like I like brushed by someone in the supermarket and freaked out. Like I had a confirmed exposure to someone who had tested positive.
1: But you and what did I
0: do with that, Akiva? Did I care about myself? No. What did I do with that? You lost your mind. No, I got you free. Uh oh, yes. I won't say where the person works.
1: Yes. yes you got he, me.
0: But yeah. <laughs> he worked
1: if you worked for the Knicks, you got me season tickets. Like or, or, uh, no, tickets I
0: did one not. I, no no no. Tickets I got you a perk game. through I yeah. I made yeah. a comment a free to, shirt. <laughs> I do not talk to this person anymore, but I was I like made some comment that was essentially like my friend was like you won't ask him for this like perk through the service he works for and he was like i'll do it what's his email (laughs) so i got so then mara was like could you start going on dates with guys who work here and here
1: (laughs) yeah mara mara wants to like plan where you're going to date people now
0: (laughs) which i was of course ashamed of that she would know that i had a covid covid exposure which you know no one should be ashamed go get to i got i i did the 14-day quarantine i got tested on the seventh day i got tested on the 15th day so i did not have it thank god um, but yeah, no, of course, I mean, of course that's scary, but WebMD does not make me an alarmist because I I do tend to WebMD and it'll say like, you're going to die. And then I, I read the other, it almost is more comforting to me that there are, I'm automatically going to go to, I can die from whatever I'm concerned about. Right. So WebMD helps me feel like, oh, I could also have this or this or this.
1: Uh, that's an interesting way of looking at it. So my wife loved, I, I almost would wake her up. Like, she loves examples <laughs> so much. Wake her up. She, no, she said <laughs> that, uh, well, her favorite thing is, I was really not feeling well uh, one time, and I'm never sick. And I was not feeling well, like, a decade ago. And I searched my symptoms. I don't exactly remember what they were. And only one thing came up when I put in, like, all my symptoms. West Nile virus. <laughs> So I called up. So I called up a family. I think like, you've
0: said this on a podcast before. I, I, I don't know.
1: I called up someone like who's like, t- like sort of in my family, who is the type of person who, if I told him what I have, he would like, you know, give me mad He's given me uh, medicine before. And I said, "Listen, like I got bad news for you. Like, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I have West Nile virus. Like I'm positive. I'm almost positive. Like I put him in. And he's like, uh, I don't even think that like exists anymore." Like it had been, I, it was, I did, I think it was like still around, but it wasn't like the absolute peak of it. And, and he's, it's funny cause I'm like 0% scared of Corona, but for some reason I was terrified <laughs> of West Nile. I was a different place in my life. Now it's like, please take me Corona. Oh my I, God. I think, um, but, but so he called up Mara and he's like, here, here's what you have. Like take a Z pack or whatever it is. Like Mara, he is never allowed to go on WebMD and you need to like block it from your internet. You so have I'm banned. told the story. I've, I've never gone back to WebMD. I'm banned from WebMD. I
0: think um, I have said before on the Challenge podcast, and I've said this to Brian directly, that you and Brian to me are very similar podcasters. And like part of it is your sort of like Long Island sensibilities, but also just like this to me was a very Brian Cohen telling of a story. I don't know that he would do this necessarily. I'm sure he'll weigh in, but th- that was reminiscent, very reminiscent of me laughing at Brian. Mm-hmm. So thank you, it getting oh. me primed for the challenge this week.
1: Uh, nice. All right. There's like half the scene is at the is at the beach. Half the episode. We're is already that, going is to like the this...
0: beach. I mean, I'm happy to run through this, but I feel like we have more to discuss.
1: What? There? Why? Where are they? If they're not at the beach yet?
0: Well, they're still at the bar. There's a lot that happens at the bar. So oh, notably, everyone's funny or sort or interesting of having. At the bar. Well, I'm telling you that we got good questions. So let okay, me good. ask them. Sure, sure. We've sure. already brushed. Pe- Sorry, guys. We've blown through a lot of them, but I am going back to this one because I do think it's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. because, so Kelly says, which character you like if a friend is going through something rough, e.g. Jess's joking and distraction with ice cream and ocean trips, Schmidt's emotions and Fredo kissing, Winston's singing and inspirational statements about Nick, Cece acting totally normal. I'll add a little bit cold. Um, and this is interesting to me because I didn't really connect to me. It was just sort of like a hodgepodge, everyone's reacting but I think Kelly does a really good job, and it's no mistake, she's like a movie and media expert. So no no surprise that Kelly sort of susses this out, but it's interesting to me to sort of tease out that all four of them have very different approaches to Nick's yes. grief. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about that, but I also think we need to talk about like the the conflict between jess and nick at the bar i mean that's sort of this episode is really advancing like nick and jess's relationship in sort of a weird way before we get to the beat so let's t- talk about kelly's question first which character are you like or like which character's approach did you like the most i like I you like got CC's laughs where sure. were the laughs
1: i like Cece for sure because like schmidt like thinks he's gonna die but also his only thing about himself whereas jess is the opposite she knows he's fine, but is still sort of like somewhat caring.
0: I don't know that she knows he's fine, but I think she's trying not to be an alarmist for Nick. She's Day.
1: not being an alarmist.
0: Um Yeah, I think Cece's approach it's it's sort of interesting because then you find out that Cece's father died of cancer when she was 12. And like, not to be like my dad died of cancer, but it does sort of change your perspective and look I'm still terrible at dealing with people in grief it's not like I get like an expertise but it does sort of make you feel sort of unburdened to like do a Daffy Duck impression to get somebody's like spirits up and to just sort of be like this blows period you know like this is terrible and there's nothing I can say, or like, yeah, vodka soda, I'm going to treat you normal because that's like, no one's treating me normal, whatever. Like, I do think that that confidence to deal with someone like that in grief or in a scared moment comes from, like, experience with grief.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I think her telling Schmidt is an exciting moment, a little bit because, you know, CeCe's becoming more of a cast member and is being a real person here, but mostly because, like, we get to see Schmidt react to a real life thing. And it's great.
0: Well, it also totally changes Schmidt and Schmidt in a very subtle moment that I never noticed before when CC ultimately gets up from the beach the next morning and the butt print is there. And he like goes to say something gross and opts not to. And it's like, Oh wow. Like there's a real change in just one scene from him receiving that information and seeing more to CC who's been relatively cold to than, like, thinking before he says something.
1: Um, yeah, and, and what do you think about Winston's performance here?
0: So Kelly also said something about this. She said, can we talk about how unnatural it is that Winston does not have more of a role in this Nick crisis since he's known Nick the longest? Yeah, I mean, Nick is more in the scenes than I feel like in past episodes. Like, he does get the only attempt, really, at a B story here with the car, even if it's dumb. And then I feel like he is like very involved in all of the moments, but but still, yeah, like I don't know. I think I think Nick. I think all right. I'll say this. I think Winston's funny moments land for me more than Schmidt's laughs do in this episode.
1: Yeah, I will agree. And Winston does, to his credit, have his own separate sort of B story with the car, also. So that's what I said. It's yeah, he's yeah.
0: I yeah. got the only attempt at the B story. I agree. What, are you I muting agree. Eating and eating now too.
1: No, no, no. I, i I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm concurring. I think it's a good point.
0: Um, but let's talk about this. Jess, I think, has some success cheering makeup up uh, mm-hmm. as he's on pills. I love him. he's like, the pills are kind of on top of me. And then they have a And he's like very
1: drunk with the pills, too, also. dangerous Yeah, combination. yeah.
0: I mean, you you and I have had funeral conversations. It made me at least feel a little bit more normal, maybe, with how he's saying you're not allowed to talk at my funeral. Mm-hmm. Great line from Nick. I want the girls to think I wish I brought Nick Miller to orgasm and I want Mm -hmm. the guys to think I wish I bought him more stuff. That to me is like, you know, it's the kind of guy girls want to be with and kind of guy guys want to be. But like so far elevated to being funny. I love that line.
1: I do love it. Like the idea that he just wants people to buy him stuff is really funny.
0: And also, like, you're expecting to say, like, I want girls to wish I slept with him. But it's like, I want girls to please me, wish they had pleased me. (laughs) Right, 100%. Right, the line
1: should be the opposite, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's very funny.
0: But he says to Nick, he sort of like the whole lead up to, like, the Jess and Julia fight, Nick unleashes, you don't know how to be a real person. Like, you do the impressions and, like, basically you're embarrassing and you can't confront real feelings. Mm Mm-hmm. Way harsh, Ty.
1: Yeah, no, this is ooh, nice Clueless reference.
0: Thank you. Is that it?
1: Yeah, no, uh, shout out to Clueless.
0: I mean, we got a question, but now I'm losing it. So maybe I'll find it later. Like, what do we think about? Oh, here it's Kelly again. What do you think about Jess and Nick getting real with each other? Nick calling Jess out on her cartoon persona. just saying Nick doesn't do anything do you feel like this is a natural progression for their friendship at this time
1: I think so I think we're getting a slow burn here like every episode we're getting one piece of information and my guess is leading up to the season finale where maybe they kiss or something that's my guess
0: it's a little weak to me the way that Jess calls Nick out like uh-huh. I think we've been leading to these this is sort of jess's insecurity and also something that is a strength and also some like a complicated part of her is like the niceness is it too much is it unrealistic is she naive that's been well established and could definitely be daggers i understand why jess is upset jess coming out and being like nick doesn't do anything and then nick's like i don't do something if i don't know exactly what's gonna happen i guess there's a world where nick is paralyzed by uncertainty and so that's why he lives this sort of stagnant life. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's not what I would diagnose Nick with is his main core problem.
1: What would you diagnose him with? You should be a therapist.
0: I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I would diagnose. But like, do you feel like that's his problem that he's like, he looks before he leaps so much that he doesn't leap? Yeah, he's to me, afraid that's of, more of change. A thing.
1: Yeah, no, but he is a little bit afraid of change. And he's sort of his fear of failure sort of causes him to fail. You know.
0: Okay, I mean, I guess that's fair. I, I just see it more as like, so yeah, maybe it is. Maybe that's underlying his lack of motivation. But I mm-hmm. just, so, so there you go. Maybe I'm wrong. It happens once in a while.
1: Yeah, uh, some funny lines. Uh, Please, we can talk about from the beach. Oh, first of all, when they first get there. Well, what do you uh, think?
0: about... let's start. You keep going to the beach. Then there's the rap battle, and that's sort of Winston's moment. He's like singing yeah. at the piano. I actually didn't think there were almost any laughs in the rap battle except the ice from the glass represents the tears from my eyes. I love you, dog. That that did get me a little bit, mm-hmm. but apparently not you.
1: No, I, the rap battle didn't do anything for me. I didn't. Right. It I, wasn't
0: good. I'm, I want to highlight the places it failed also.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you.
0: All right. Take me to the beach, Akiva.
1: Oh yeah. So they get to the beach. Um, this is weird because um drunken Nick. We, I, it seems like we're going to have a skinny dipping moment. We do sort of, but it's just Nick. It's not clear whether he takes his boxers off or not because, of course, it's a big plot point that Schmidt wants to see his wiener and we don't know. It's not addressed, so we don't know if it happened.
0: I, I mean, okay.
1: I don't know. It was like a, ma- <laughs> it was a whole episode and, and then he brings it up and then we don't know. So I don't know why I care. but
0: it, No, yeah. I think that's important. But I, at this point, it's like the beach thing is so weird. Like that, the fact that it escalates where he's like, if everyone were to jump in the ocean, like I wouldn't, I'd watch the wallets. And just right. is like, all right, well then you're going to jump in the ocean. Like, okay. To me, that's not something, it's not like, it's like Nick's always wanted to do something. So they're going to achieve it. It's like a hypothetical example. And then they're going to act on it, but okay, they're all drunk. Um, I did. They did talk about this in the Paley festival, stuff but i couldn't find it again but i do remember them talking about how this was like a ridiculous time in the morning and the ocean was like legitimately freezing cold and he had to like film it twice and was like dying and then imdb goofs my favorite portion of imdb says when they all wake up on the beach in la the sun is just above the water this means it was shot at sunset not sunrise and the most interesting thing about this goof is that eight out of eight people found that interesting (laughs) um but, yeah, so, like, the timing in terms of how this was shot was off, but who cares? I did – all I could really think about is how cold Jake Johnson must be in the shot.
1: Yeah, that must be brutal. Who knows? Like, I mean, he's not in there for so long. And also, you know, he was in the pool, so hopefully he's wearing boxers.
0: Yeah, well, his testicles were in his abdomen.
1: Yeah, that's rough. I um, mean, it
0: does help. It helps him sort of confront, like, I might have cancer. I'm not okay. Like, this whole – this whole day of exploration of you guys being upset and me acting cool was all a sham. I'm not okay. So, okay. Uh, were you about to go to funny lines from Schmidt here? Because I have controversial things, thoughts about them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, we could do funny lines from Schmidt. Uh, well, what were you?
0: You wanted to bring funny lines up from the beach. So what were they?
1: No, I mean, now now you're sort of telling me that there is nothing really that's so gold here. Um uh, He sort of, uh like, cuddles up to CeCe. She says, are you using medical crisis? So your f- best friend potentially dying to feel my boob with your face. She says, um, honestly, his best line, uh, oh, th- w- well, uh, when they're sitting down and, and they realize, like, oh, you know, maybe Nick's going to die. And she's like, what do you think about? And Nick says, well, when you get up, like, you're, there's going to be an imprint of your butt in the sand. That's pretty relatable. And then. That's um, relatable. Make a joke. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I would think something like that. But well, let's
0: sure. talk about the the weight loss line. So Matt Stewart says, yeah, "How uncalled that's for the is, best it, one. is yeah. the Nick needs to lose weight joke while he's breaking down? It seems out of place for his character, um, a bit, or was that setting up the fact that he's never grieved?"
1: Yeah, I think it's setting up that he's never grieved. It's him trying to be serious. It is funny. He's like, "No, no, no." It was a big cat. It was like a human-sized cat. I mean, they're clearly doing a bit. I don't love that part of it where it's like. Like saying something stupid, like it's a human sized cat, like they're almost improving, but um yeah. No, I, I like Schmidt having to be real. I'm sure at some point we'll see him be like a real human being.
0: See, I thought this was like sort of forced. I felt like these jokes were very like this show is so serious that we need to like put in some jokes that I don't think Schmidt makes. I think the cat died in response to Cece telling Winston that his dad her dad died was a true to life, believe it or not and be funny, like, and what he would do. Like, he's awkward, he really likes her, he wants to say the right thing, he's trying to relate, and he's like, oh, when my cat died. And she's like, don't compare to my dad to your cat. That's That was good for me. The, like, Nick, does anyone think Nick could stand to lose about five to seven pounds? Like, I don't think there's a world where Schmidt, who's been trying to, like, connect and grieve with his, his best friend, I mean, I, like, I guess he's making... He's using it for CC, but I think he also has like legitimate fear and is legitimately upset. And I don't think Schmidt makes that comment in in the show. I think that was forced. Just I thought though. about
1: it, too. No, I thought about it, too. I think he might. It's, it is out of t- it's. It's funny. So you're saying they're just serving the jokes and they're not serving like the realistic character situation. here.
0: Well, it, it's like. Who would say something like it's that? Insane, like Schmidt but he's a, keeps crazy a job. Person. Yeah, he's yeah. a crazy person, but he's not inhuman. Like, right. I do feel like Schmidt rides the line between ridiculous and like someone you might know and tolerate in real life, mm. yeah. even though he's such a douche. And I think that if somebody has a cancer, if your best friend has a cancer scare, and like, yeah, there's worlds where people don't know what to say, which is why I think the cat line is funny and rings more true to the character, but he's like. They've already gone on this journey. He says it out of complete nowhere. No one's gone to him for comment. No one's asking him anything, and he's like announcing to the room, like Nick could stand to lose five to seven pounds. Like I just don't think anybody okay. who says that is someone you you'd
1: now even imagine. Be with. Okay, I hear what you're saying, but I thought about this. Imagine Schmidt was like the group was him. Like he's a billionaire, and he's their friend, and he's like deigning to be their friend, and he could he just says whatever he wants, and you sort of have to put up with it because that's what he's like, right? You following what I'm saying? But,
0: that, but yeah, my there point is like, actually a different character in the show who later shows up who, like, they have to pretend to like because he's got money. Like, yeah. But it's not like... So, yeah, I, so okay. it's like
1: they're basically making him... So my point is they're almost making him a little bit Trumpy, right? Where it's like, I'm just always going to say whatever I want and no one's going to be able to call me out on it. But I know? don't
0: think that's true to the character we've seen so far. Like, I think their relationships with his boss, I think the fact that... He's like trying to get with Cece, and cares about what she thinks, and is like keeping the secret until she says you could tell the you could tell the waiter. Like I don't think we've seen evidence that Schmidt just like doesn't says with extreme overconfidence anything he wants. Like he's still got this undercurrent of like being an extremely caring caring person, the way he cares for Nick and Jess in certain episodes, and like the way he cares about what people think about him, like his birthday party episode. I don't think he's just got this like. very one-dimensional Trumpian way about him and granted we're only 15 episodes in and and the characters are still being figured out but it's not as though like this makes sense to me and what you're saying makes sense to me if he is the character who like owns the loft and so like they're all going to be out on the street if they don't hang out with him but then they're like oh we like him enough but we have a clear reason to deal with him their reasons to dealing with him are that they've like been friends with him like yes Nick is stuck with him but like he's been friends with him since college you know he had opportunities to get out of from under Schmidt's thumb
1: yeah it's tricky I mean listen he could be growing or you know devolving I guess as a character like we haven't known him that long that it's impossible that he could sort of surprise us though I
0: guess I just think he said douchey things that run the line of someone you'd like still keep in your life, but if and maybe I'm just more sensitive to this kind of thing. I don't know, but like this line is just so jarring and not work and doesn't get a laugh from me either. So it's like not even like oh well, it's a little crazy, but it gets a laugh. That it's like who would like Cece's not gonna still sleep with him after he makes this cut? You know what I mean? Like it's just like I don't know. In a way that the cheese stuff isn't as bad or like the. our shared interests, like it's funny and it's douchey. This is like, cruel.
1: I hear you. I don't disagree. I think you're right, but uh, I want to see. You more. could disagree. This was no. More, you're more right. Interesting I just want to see where he's going. Like you could, you could all like he's human. Also, you could like in general be a decent person, and sometimes just I've done this like try and make a joke in a spot, and it's like oh, this was not the right time. Oh, for that you're not kidding.
0: Tell, you know me yeah. too. I don't mean you. You're not kidding. Mm-hmm. You do that all the time. No, I've me said too. that exact
1: same line when when <laughs> someone thought they were gonna die. You said I said six to eight pounds.
0: Um, yeah, when I thought I had COVID, you were like, you could stand, you could stand Lucy to Oh, stop, stop, stop.
1: <laughs> You're canceled. I would never even think that. Um, um, yeah, he, he tells Jess he likes her at, the, at the, uh, the beach. That's like a big moment. It's not like I like you, like you, but, you know, that's something. Yeah,
0: I'm glad you're around is sort of like Nick's admission to like, he was the one most vocally against Jess moving in. So I guess it took 15 episodes for him to admit that she's not in the way she belongs she's not the new girl
1: right um question also, the, oh, go ahead yeah my love, question yeah.
0: about that is like what do you think of Nick not remembering what happened like the fact that he then says like I'm not gonna remember this tomorrow right and then doesn't and is like what happened last night Jess it's not like they kissed nothing happened he was like I you're a good friend like I could say that to you I like having you around Akiva I don't have to be like oh that's so awkward I forgot what happened the next day
1: um. Yeah, I, I. I mean, do you think something happened that they didn't show on screen? We're. I mean, no, you know. no. Okay.
0: No, I mean, like immediately after he says that, he says, "I'm not gonna remember what happened, am I?" And it's like, really? Like, is that? I. I just thought that was sort of like a sitcomy trope to trot out for no real reason. Like, I think it actually would have been nice if Nick knows that he, you know, drunkenly told Jess that they're friends. <laughs> like, I. Like, I mean, I. I get that maybe we're supposed to read more into this or whatever and just smiles and maybe and like but to me like i think this would have been stronger just like left in the air that this was that this happened
1: um yeah i don't know this is interesting i feel like we're getting very close here to uh like the will they or won't they i hope that this doesn't get strung into season two that's my been my thing they cannot still be doing will they or won't they in season two
0: well that maybe that's what I'm getting at in, in a totally terrible roundabout too many words way is like they take a step back. They take two steps mm-hmm. forward or one step yes. forward and two steps back by him then forgetting that he said yeah. it.
1: I mean that's the Jim and Pam method, right? They wouldn't take that many steps back, but there would be obstacles in the way, like Roy.
0: Right. Right. So but uh, then this to me is a loose obstacle of just like, Oh, I forgot I told you that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool.
1: And there's probably, like, I could bring an example from Russ and Rachel, which is equally famous, but I'm not a Friends person. But that's the other famous, <laughs> well, they are, won't they? Um, I But here's a, a note I wrote. Um, when we're sort of, we wake up in the morning, and it's and the camera's on Nick, and this episode's really about Nick. I wrote, Jess is objectively not the star of this episode. Like, this, the star of this episode is 100% Nick, and it is not completely told through Nick's eyes, but it is told through Nick's eyes far more than any other character. Jess is a side character in this in this episode.
0: Okay, so when you say they wake up on, oh, you mean you just like thought of it when they showed you him? Well, with- yeah, I
1: th- was thinking it, and then like, and, and I'm like, hey, this isn't really about Jess, and then they immediately flash to like Nick waking up and not Jess, right? The show's called New Girl, like Jess is Jess is, uh, you know, if the show was called like The Loft, it would, you know what I mean? But it's it's interesting. I, yeah, I'm I was on Kickball
0: Friends, which is a podcast with. Um, Jesse and Robbie, mm-hmm. and so this is the official plug. You can check it out. I'm gonna retweet it. Robbie Fre- Freeman tweeted it out. Um, interesting. They do. They did me, but then, like, we did like two hours on ranking new girl characters. So don't listen if you're spoiled. If you're not, oh, I can't spoiled. listen. You
1: Robbie, remind listen. me in three years. I'll listen to the episode.
0: Yeah, um, but like and it was a lot of fun we had a good time but then they buried it under other crap that they talk about so like if you want to listen to it you got to listen to them talk about like other tv shows and their dating oh wait, so whatever. you're
1: they put you in the middle of the episode you're they saying.
0: put me at the back I
1: said so they really want people to listen to the beginning i mean listen people click it doesn't matter like, the
0: downloads are down i thought it was gonna be standalone i'm, I'm like what the hell you, you are didn't get a standalone me.
1: episode of kickball
0: I'm, I'm i'm buried <laughs>
1: Maybe it wasn't good. Maybe the the stuff at the beginning was better. What show you did suggest?
0: About? Yeah, that's what you do. You put the bad, you put the good stuff at the end, I and mean, the bad stuff at that's the end. That's not really how the-
1: podcasts work. I don't want to. I don't want to burst your bubble, but usually it's like Bill Simmons sometimes will have like a really like maybe a big name guest, but they're like on a bad phone line or it wasn't interesting or they were just plugging. So it'll be like you know here's me here's me with my friend uh, you know Jacko talking about basketball for an hour. <laughs> To- I mean, a house talking about basketball for an hour, and then there's like, uh, like Stephen Hawking, but it's like bad, so it's at the end. Then so you are know- you
0: admitting that the people you have as guests on the mailbag are your buried guests?
1: No, what's a separate segment? Oh, there's no way to put the mailbag first. a separate first. segment. There's no way to put the mailbag first. I, I think that maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they had the to move things around. Maybe you didn't bring the heat on kickball friends.
0: Look, stop laughing at their podcast. It's so no, rude. I'm
1: laughing at you. You, you know, you should have brought it. I'm sorry.
0: Um, well, you know. I'll never do that again. No, I don't know. I'm joking. Uh, it Thank was you. it was fun. Um, you could check it out if you want. It must be like and Robbie's going to come podcast. on the show
1: at some point. Also,
0: he is. Um, all right. It was it was a good time.
1: Another um, note I had, uh, Allie, is this is all one day. Like this is a wait, like, there had long to be a day. reason
0: I was talking about this. Oh, so we were talking about on the podcast, Kickball Friends, that uh, new girl is and, and and it was sort of and I'm referencing me on that podcast, referencing you on this podcast that like. The show has done a disservice to itself by being called New Girl. I think in the way that maybe we have in by calling this podcast New Girl Old Guy, they're not really explaining what's going on on the show by calling it New Girl. And in that way, I think too much weight is placed on just the character when it really is shared as I think at this point you understand as a total ensemble show. So it's not a surprise that to me, Nick, it's not jarring to me that Nick is the star of this episode, although I think it's very interesting for you to raise. But it does feel a little unexpected given that it's called New Girl. Still better than the original title, Chicks and Dicks. But they probably could have done better than New Girl.
1: Yeah, I am interested to see like season three, episode three. Is this like, is this still New Girl or is this a a full ensemble? Because I thought I came in thinking it's really all about Jess. But this episode is like, she is not, you know, she happens to like, yes, she's in every scene basically other than the flashback she probably has the most screen time but like it's not about her but yeah like i was saying so this is the long well, wait thing i ever. actually
0: want to keep talking about this i'm sorry okay. it, equate this to seinfeld though because that's another show where it's like seinfeld but it becomes an ensemble show now i do think that early new girl does a lot more scenes without jess and develops a lot more stories and characters that aren't Jess than seinfeld does season one mm-hmm So it's just interesting, like I already feel like this is, for some reason Seinfeld remains a great name for Seinfeld, even though it could be called Monks, I don't know, whatever, what other titles it could be called, but but this I think already is peeling away from the Jerry-focused model of Seinfeld
1: yeah but i didn't know that at all my point is like i thought it was like really just mm. centric no so but I,
0: I know you didn't know but i'm saying with 15 episodes it already has yep, moved f- far and away beyond i mean i guess the first season of seinfeld's only like six episodes but <laughs> all right go ahead it's the longest day ever
1: longest day ever yeah that's it i mean listen <laughs> they went to they went to the bar and the beach after he had you know he, he had a doctor's appointment a football game this is a long day they should be tired
0: all right. Um, Finds out through an ultrasound that he's cancer free, which I'm not a doctor, but I I do feel like you don't really find that out through an ultrasound usually. But um, they pay for him. And KX says, isn't Winston just as broke, if not more than Nick?
1: Um, Yeah, like I do. That was my initial thought. Like, I thought there would also be a joke like, hey, guys, I'll pay you back. And they're like, OK, great. It'll be a thousand dollars each or something, yeah. you know. Um, that yeah, that would have been good. It's a great friend thing. It is a nice heartwarming moment. Again, more CW show than sitcom. But um, I, I, it was, uh, you know, it, it, what's it called? Like uh, Winston is hard up probably for whatever this was. Unless it was a couple hundred bucks and they're each putting in like $60. That's a lot.
0: Well, it's also like Winston maybe has less income or I guess definitely has less income. Because he's been all we know is he's been fired from his temp job. Yeah. Um, but he's better with money. Like Nick pulls out a plastic bag and is like, "Carry the one, put it on this card, put it on this like statement." Like Nick doesn't have a wallet. Like Nick, I think, is clearly less responsible with money, and Winston probably has more disposable. It's income, crazy that like being...
1: Jess could see the plastic bag and still be interested in him. Like, isn't that the, well, one of the biggest she, deal breakers? She's not, if not you were interested on a... in him. What?
0: She's his friend.
1: I know, but like the fact that she's going to be interested in him, ostensibly. Like,
0: I mean, so you think? We'll see. I don't know.
1: Any woman, like he's getting women. He just got Julie. Yeah, because
0: like, women want to fix men. It's like a. It's like our what, So if you saw a society, gentleman
1: with Akiva, a pl- Akiva, yeah. why are you yeah. even asking me this? So the plastic bag you would not be a deal breaker for you,
0: Akiva. No, you tell. You had me. a much
1: cra- What was your deal breaker that we talked about? I don't remember what it was now. And maybe it's not for air, but you had like a remember. very funny deal breaker. I don't um, I'll don't
0: remember.
1: i come right after the show. But yeah, the, the, uh, here's a, the thing. Yeah. Everything
0: is a deal breaker, right? In theory. And then nothing is a deal breaker. And that is the trauma of women in, in heterosexual relationships, slumming it with losers all through my field of vision because women will forgive every deal breaker. That's mm. such a generalization. I will forgive every deal breaker. And then three years later, I'm like, remember when I said that was a deal breaker? What happened to that?
1: Okay. But the plastic bag, like, even well I was know, out. As I, you yeah. well know. Yes.
0: Do you think but- for a second I would seriously walk away from someone I liked because they carried their money in a plastic bag?
1: Yeah, I'm, I wish I, I could happen? remember what you said was an immediate deal breaker.
0: Was- <laughs> I mean, I probably said a lot of things.
1: Yeah. But no, but I, I even like I'm not interested in, in Nick. And, and to me, this is a deal breaker. Like, I will not date him anymore at this point.
0: I mean, kind do you have a plastic bag? I feel like you're a very plastic bag kind of guy. Do you even carry money? My dad never carried any money.
1: Yeah, I, I'm a wallet guy, regular black. He wallet, had a wallet, but
0: like my mom would put money in it or he'd be like, I have like seven dollars. And my mm-hmm. mom was like, you can't have seven dollars. Like, I also yeah, don't fine. I
1: also don't carry a lot of cash, but I, I'm just a credit card guy. Right. Um, yeah, so I mean, the car dies at the end of the episode. That's that's all it. That, you know, that's all I have for my notes.
0: Um, all right, so let's get to Kiwi Guide. I mean, all I really have are two things that I think are flagged. Uh, Nick mentions he's written half a book about zombies. Do you think that's a throwaway line, or do you think that he, twice in the episode he actually says I have a lot of writing to do? Um, do you think we see anything more about this or this was just, like, Nick scuffling around in his crisis?
1: Maybe there's... Maybe it becomes a running storyline, but I, I, I wouldn't have even remembered it had you not brought it up, so it's interesting to bring it up.
0: And then Nick's... Well, I'm really struggling because, like... A little because, bit of a like, self-report. All the, no, no, it's truly, honestly, you'll see how creative I'm getting. All of the main things to discuss every episode are, like, we've talked about it. We've talked about Nick and Cece. i Nick and we talked about mm-hmm. Nick and... Um, Jess, we've talked about Schmidt and CeCe. So like I'm really just trying to pull I watch the episodes now with an eye. on like trying to pull something for Kiwi Guide because I don't want to okay. get rid of the segment. So. Um, Nick's health issues. Uh, we know that he has an ultrasound. We know he's uninsured. Do you think we he like, is this a, an omen for stuff to come with Nick and his health issues? Are we done with this?
1: I, I again, I not not something I would have thought of. Um, I, I have you ever have you ever been out of insurance insurance? Have you ever been uninsured?
0: I was uninsured for a brief period uh, between my 26th birthday and when I got on. insurance. I had, had to start buying insurance. Right, right, right. Uh, it's a scary time.
1: I, it is scary. I do think we had like I ha- I had a month where we switched well, insurance. Is
0: Israel not a, a universal. No, no, we, it's
1: universal. It we have universal health care. But it's I had a month nice. uh, when we first got married where I switched and like I couldn't get like I made a mistake and I couldn't get on a plan. So I, like, all right, I'm not I'm not doing anything dangerous for a month. Not that I do anything dangerous. But when I saw you, uh, when I, the first time I met you in person, I forgot to get health insurance. And I have a lot of anxiety about stuff like that. Uh, you travel insurance. You know, oh, to, I to was go. like, what? I forgot um, to get travel insurance. And when I saw so,
0: you, I realized I was uninsured and I got no, nervous. No, no, no.
1: I was yeah. like, no. So I, it happened to be that week. And I... I remember saying to my mom, like, oh, I'm not, like, doing anything. She's like, hey, oh, you're being a baby. We're like, yeah, no, like, I have no insurance. I'm being, like, extra careful. Like, what are you being careful about? Like, it's six days. But it really did bother me the whole time that I was uninsured because I forgot to get travel insurance. I mean, imag-
0: yeah, imagine being uninsured is a really scary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. All right. So uh, Kelly wants to know who won the episode. Her pitch is, this is finally a win for Jess. She has funny lines, quote, you're walking like a Disney witch, which I did love that line. The exchange at Sadie's office, the terrible Daffy Duck is a great friend to Nick. It seems like every other episode has been things happening to her and others reacting, but she is finally doing something focused on someone else, which is more fun to watch. I I agree. Last submission from the guest. MJC says, uh, for the listeners, this is Jake Johnson's best showcase to date, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. roll that into him saying Nick won the episode. What do you think, Akiva? Who gets the goatee clause okay, of the yeah. episode? Okay,
1: we could give out the goatee clause every week. I, <laughs> the I think goatee. it's it, you could make a case for all five. I like I like um, Kelly's case for for Jess, but Jess did not have any funny lines really. Like you're she walking had the funny like a voice. Disney
0: witch is funny.
1: Yeah, um, and Nick also he's the he's obviously the heart and center of the episode, but he. There's has no funny lines. Schmidt has by far the most lines. Like, you might not have thought they landed, but they give him all the jokes in this episode. Cece's like a real human being and has some funny moments where she's the straight man on the, on the beach with Schmidt. You could give it to Cece. And Winston has one of the bigger Winston episodes yet, but also not a ton of jokes.
0: You're insane. Jess wins I'm, this, and it's not even close. Sorry, she I'm wins giving by it, country mile. I'm,
1: I'm giving it to Schmidt.
0: You're giving it to someone who literally acts so not within the bounds of the story. How can he win the episode he when he every is joke. actively working? Yep, no, he did every joke. Nick's Nick, my favorite jokes come from Nick, who said, uh, "Girls want to wish they uh, brought me to orgasm," and that was from- funny. Like all that the jokes funny. that I called out were not. I already shit voted.
1: Jokes. You should have brought that in. Well, for I'm me. It's just like telling seeing, you. Saying now that you saw someone vent. Like, well, it's a shame it for
0: you that you don't. <laughs> listen to me when I talk because I did raise all of these as we discussed it and I explained how honestly this is I'm happy for you to be saying Schmidt because it's this will not age well for you and it's not good to have said that Schmidt won the episode
1: okay you're saying the person
0: the most insensitive to his best friend's condition and out of place wins the episode
1: yeah, I mean, I'm also the type of person that, like, doesn't like seriousness and would rather make jokes at all times. So yeah, I, but it's I not there.
0: good jokes. I mean, I think Sadie— Well,
1: maybe then I relate to Sadie it.
0: Sadie probably has the most laughs per appearance, like, for a screen time. Yeah,
1: yeah, Sadie's very good. I, um, I, I what I was only think core five. She's really the only other person with a speaking line other than, like, the nurse. Uh, Sadie's excellent in this one. I agree.
0: So I think I would say Jess clearly wins the episode. I think it's the most likable that she is, like, just objectively. I think she has success with Nick. She has sort of relationship breakthroughs with Nick. Um, she gets challenged. She makes funny jokes for, that are appropriate with the situation. And, uh, yeah, so I think she wins with the honorable mention to Sadie. And an embarrassment to Akiva um dan uh caleb says i was gonna ask i thought we wouldn't have any material here but we did do 20 minutes of jewish talk in the beginning so danielle's asked a question every week i guess i'll ask quickly do you know who zoe de chanel is currently dating
1: i I, we've discussed this but now i'm blank
0: not on the podcast we haven't i don't think
1: tell me who i'll tell you
0: one of the property brothers
1: i think oh so i i I think i saw a Wikipedia page
0: Okay. Um, not much to say there. Sort of a, it's hooey behavior to to borrow from a Who Weekly. Very, it's sort of, it's like beneath her celebrity. Like, I feel like it takes her celebrity I, down uh, a peg. What,
1: here's what I would say, and I'm not super familiar with the Property Brothers, but I know, like, who and what they are. It's almost better to date a civilian than to date a low-level celebrity.
0: Correct, I agree. It's Especially someone from reality television.
1: Reality television. Yeah. It's like if you're Lindsay Lohan and you're dating, dating Ozzy from Survivor, that's like, oh, I don't want to actually be famous. Like Wait, I want Lindsay
0: Lohan is your go to famous person. No, I'm she actually thinking... is a reality person herself.
1: I understand. But I'm thinking of like a, a person who was a list who dated a reality TV. Star.
0: Oh, I see. I see. I'm sorry.
1: You know what I mean? Like that. If that. Is that what you want to be, Zoe Deschanel? No, you can. I like you. We respect Matt Damon for, for dating, you know, a, 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 a full civilian. A, 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 you know, we don't. And we bring up Damon Raffleck every week on the show. And we are about and to bring him up. we're about to get to the gardener in a minute. Yes. Um, I, I, but, you know, I agree. That is beneath you. Is he – did we say he was Jewish? I thought we brought this up. No, no, no. Something. This
0: is her ex-husband. She converted to Judaism for her ex-husband.
1: Mm-hmm. Now
0: she's dating a non-Jewish guy. I wonder um, if she still
1: considers herself Jewish, Zoe.
0: None of my business. But, look, I mean, I think I mean, with the property her. brother, it definitely, like, lowers her – Status. I, I totally agree. It's like, totally a resp- it's cool. It's like, it's supreme A list. Is he very date?
1: hot? Now, if he's like, like Sophia Vergara yeah. is dating that he's... Joe Mangia Nello guy, and it's like, all right, maybe that's beneath her, but like, he's it's totally like...
0: not. He's like a famous actor.
1: He's a famous actor. What is he known for? He's known for dating Sophia yeah, Vergara. gonna regret
0: this. She, he's a, first of all, he's been on Broadway several times. Yeah. This is she's... just showing uh, makes... your small lens. She
1: makes like $30 million a year. He's been on Broadway. It's not about your money. She could buy it's Broadway. It's
0: not about, okay, this is crazy. You're really hot right now, so that's fine. You're getting hot. You're like playing <laughs> Among Us. Um, My point is
1: that Joe Manganiello, he's Let is me good finish looking, what but... I'm
0: trying to say, which Sorry. is, this is like when you're an imposter and you're steamrolling really me. What I'm trying to say about no, the I'm initial thing now. is that I do agree that dating, not only do I think it's acceptable to date a non-famous person, like you were saying, mm-hmm. I yes. think it's even more A-list to date a regular person. Like, a, or even somebody who's like A-listers behind the it. camera, like someone who's like a director or like, you know, like they're not, they wouldn't necessarily be recognized. Like that to me improves your level of fame. Joe Manganiello now is, um, let's see. He was in Magic Mike 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. True Blood, yeah. he wasn't Rampage, Mike. Spider-Man uh how i met he's your a working mother actor
1: he has a nice career smurfs guess who's paying one tree when they hill to for like
0: 10 years
1: guess who's paying when they got to dinner
0: doesn't matter to me it's not about how well paid you are and in fact i think he's somebody who marrying sofia vergara raised his celebrity but did not lower hers
1: i know i agree but isn't he isn't he like good looking though
0: yeah, he, he's extremely good looking. That's what I'm saying. You, what is if, the issue?
1: The point is that if the property brother, who I don't know what he looks like, No, is I still think
0: if you date an extremely hot reality TV contestant, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. So, like, if someone famous starts dating, like, when Gigi Hadid dated Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor, he's mm-hmm. extremely good looking, yeah. but it was a little hooey. It was yeah. like, why I is she dating saying. a Bachelor I'm with you. contestant? No,
1: I'm with you. I, it, I, I will take it on a case-by-case basis. Now, is it, using heterosexual relationships is it does the does the flip side work an a-list actor dating like oh, let's say a ludicrously hot woman from the bachelor does i still that
0: work? i still think that's embarrassing that that lowers your celebrity level
1: but but, but it's like,
0: like it's like it's like when george clooney was dating like stacy keebler or whatever like if they're a model yes. that elevates them but i'm literally talking no, she was about someone WWE. dipping that, into the reality pool
1: i oh but how about this I also think there's something different, and, and this is very gendered, in that Leo DiCaprio can be spotted with, like, someone from The Bachelor ten times in a row, like ten different women. It would not affect anything. But if he was, like, married to them, you know what I mean? Where, like, Say I'm that saying, again. My mom spot- just sent
0: me a really funny text.
1: Um, a guy could be spotted on a date. Like, Leo DiCaprio will date, you know, C and D list actresses and models. That's what he dates, basically, who are very pretty. And it obviously doesn't affect his star. The the point is he can't be Actually, I marry think he's them.
0: starting to affect his star a little bit because he's starting to become like the gross old man a little
1: bit. Oh, I think he is. I, I don't think like you could get up at the Oscars and make a joke about it. Like I think he's bulletproof, but I think everyone I – mean, People get uns- up and
0: make jokes about it all the time at the Oscars. I-
1: what about Leo? Like about yeah, Leo. about Leo
0: date like that. He yeah, like that. D- no, is, like I think everyone agrees
1: he's a little bit too old at this point for you know for this, and and I think he probably keeps ninety five percent of it under wraps. Like most. What are of we it talking about? What are we talking I about? I don't know.
0: I think I I I think we can disagree. I think you're probably right that it affects a man less than it affects a woman, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think. An A-list man dipping into, like, dating a hot woman from Love Island would right. lower his level of celebrity. I mean, it also goes to, like, maybe we're shooting too high. Like, if we're talking about George Clooney or Leonardo DiCaprio, like, they're always going to be A-list. Just like if yes. Meryl yeah, Streep was dating a property brother, you'd yes. still be Meryl Streep. Absolutely. Zoe Deschanel, especially know Meryl now, Scoop is, married too. is yeah. not is not leonardo dicaprio so maybe that's also part of it where the sofia vergara is like a better comparison than Mm -hmm. say uh leo a
1: permanent a-lister i would agree yes yeah zoe could be a zoe could be a who in five years if she
0: had no last just like the episode you know i'm like (laughs) I'm, i'm exhausted speaking well. of exhausted and speaking of weakest link because my mom just texted me if i know a reality tv podcaster named graham because he's on the weakest link right now okay mm-hmm. um we got a, a response a, a question that i'm not even going to address but i just want to read it because it's nice to me Allie, you said last week that someone sent an idea for a nap for you to co-host it however akiva vetoed this idea and that's how the alley slasher nap started it i don't know what that means but that is the not few. what started our issue few. i'll say that Please finish the story and spill all the tea, and please come back to Renap. You are my favorite guest on there. The Uh. reason I'm bringing this up is somebody wrote in to say that I'm their favorite guest on Renap, but they were probably so ashamed to do so, they wrote no name. They didn't even leave it blank. They wrote an alias. Is it from me?
1: That was my AOL name, No name 26 You would never
0: write this, or I would have just been on Renap. Um, All right, let's get to the Garner Minute. Akiva, if you'll recall, you had 13 seconds that you borrowed from last week. So I I will be setting a timer for 47 seconds. Uh, I did not do quick math. I did that before the show because I am a professional. All right, so I'm going to set a timer. Last time you didn't like that, I just stopped you. So we're going to have a timer this week. I had my Mm -hmm. phone with me ready to go. Going to 47 seconds... All right, Keith, are you ready? Yes. Begin.
1: All right. So I, I didn't. You know, we could take a week off Jay Garner's Instagram and talk about her upcoming projects. Okay, there are three things that appear to be actually happening. We have an upcoming comedy called Yes Day, which is basically a, a, based on a kids' book where uh, Jennifer Garner and her husband Edgar Ramirez couldn't really go A-list. There um, need to say yes to everything their children say. That movie, I believe, has been shot. They just need, I think, it's probably going to be a Netflix movie, but uh, it has not come out yet. The Adam Project is getting it worked on. It's Ryan Reynolds, Garner, Zoe Saldana, and R- Mark Ruffalo. We talked about that, I believe. And then she has a TV show on Apple TV coming from J.J. Adams called My Glory Was I Had Such Friends, which stars Jennifer Garner, I think, as a woman who is undergoing a, a, a uh, heart uh, life-saving heart transplant, and uh, she's going to have a whole group of female friends.
0: That was great because you got through all three of the things you wanted to talk about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, branching off of that, not discussing Garner outside of the Garner minute. That was great. Akiva, thank you very much. Um, that's a Yeats reference, right? What? Yeats, Yeats. I'm quoting Seinfeld. That's, that's what, that's a reference to what Kramer writes in Elaine's birthday card. Is it not? What does he write? My gl- and they'll say my glory was that I had such a friend. Okay,
1: and you're saying that's from Yeats or Yeats? Is it Yeats or Yeats?
0: <laughs> I thought it's Yeats, but does I thought? Oh, you're right. He said There's... I thought Kramer says Yeats, but he doesn't. It's Yeats, and he says Yeats. I apologize to Kramer for misquoting uh, him.
1: Mm-hmm. And the, but the author of the book is Amy Silverstein.
0: It's, thinks think where man's but be- glory most begins and ends, and say my glory was that I had such a friend. I love this. There's a Reddit post that's Obama quotes Kramer.
1: That's amazing. <laughs>
0: but and then it gives credit to Yeats. Yeah. But now I'm like, is it actually not
1: No, it's Yeats, not Yates.
0: It's spelled Yeats, but is it Yeats? Yeats.
1: No, it's oh, <laughs> interesting. We'll never know. Don't add us. I don't care. <laughs> no, be- well, I'm
0: gonna have to hear. I'm gonna play the pronunciation, I'll say it. Hold on. I love these YouTube pronunciation things. I
1: am an English Yates. major, but I don't
0: know Yates, 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 Yates. All right. Um, so, yeah. So re- what was the name of the project?
1: The Adam Project.
0: No, the second, the third one.
1: Oh, my glory was I had such friends. Yeah, one of the, one of that's the shows has to called The Project.
0: The, well, but I'm saying that's, that's what I'm referencing. Okay, mm-hmm. this, is, this is, I'm not going to cut 20 minutes out of this episode like I did last week. Um, all right great Garner Minute we got some great five star reviews we really appreciate it if you want to let us know you're here and that you're surviving this mm-hmm. with us uh, not against us you can go to anchor.fm slash new girl old guy I really should create a whatever link for Apple Podcasts so you can also you search old guy we remain third but what I like is that first and second and old guy have been changing we remain constant baby we will not be dethroned but we will not be pushed up Top and that's three. fine with us yes Um, so thank you to Taro V eight, two, eight, sorry, eight, eight, two, three, Dre eight, eight, two, three. Um, and a friend of the podcast, Laura Royden, uh, who wrote the best Jennifer Garner podcast. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Um, and yes, great. Up to 214 five-star reviews.
1: I did have a thought the other day, like, do you think Garner would check her DM if we asked her to come on? Um, Not will she come on Like would she see the DM
0: she, She's got a person for that
1: her, yeah.
0: her Instagram is so well done And feels so genuine Manicured. That it must be done professionally
1: I agree I agree
0: Well, Whoever her person is There was some like tweet I saw the other day That was like I hate people Who's like tw- Instagrams are This might have been Hannah Burner. I forget I'm sorry to quote without attribution But it's like Basically, the, the, you, you hate the people whose Instagrams are, like, so obviously done by someone else or whose celebrity Instagrams who need to be done by someone else. I think Gardner nails the, like, having a person do it for her and still coming off like she's involved.
1: Um, yeah, Interesting.
0: All right. Well, I've lost you. Let's move on. Uh, you can submit questions. Thank you. I feel like the people who submitted questions, you really kept us afloat this week. We love the questions. Keep them coming. You can follow me at Lash Tweets or don't follow me, but you can go to the pin tweet. That's where the questions thread is. Um, you could follow Keeve at Keeve26, but he never tweets about New Girl. He only retweets. So, you know, mm, whatever. This week,
1: I, I will guarantee one tweet about New Girl.
0: What is the what is the retweeting like? It's like get get some original material.
1: I honestly I just hate the form now. It it makes tweeting less fun the way they have retweeting. It makes me want to do it less. You know what I mean?
0: It you retweet more because you don't like that the retweeting. Basically,
1: it's like get me out of this mess. That's what I. All
0: right, get me out of this mess. Uh, Key (laughs) of this podcast, uh, we dropped a. I've got a lot to plug this week. We dropped a Seinfeld podcast on the Patrons podcast. It's great. Um, Oh, I gotta listen. Yeah, sure, you should do that. Everyone should do that. Um, Keeve did a highly anticipated episode on Renap this week um, with the great Liana Boris and Mike Bloom.
1: What, he didn't get um, a great? About
0: choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
1: You just Go said ahead. great Liana Boris and Mike Bloom.
0: The great pair of Liana ah, Boris and okay. Mike Bloom. Oh, okay, I didn't know where Mike was. Bloom doesn't need any more praise mm-hmm. from me.
1: Dr. Liana Boris and Mr. Uh, Mike Bloom.
0: Dr. Leon Boris of mm-hmm. Science um, and Mike Bloom of New Jersey now, yes. formerly of New York. Yes. Um, they formerly were great, I'm sure. I'll listen. No, they live in Jersey unless they moved to Yeah, but again. he's
1: from Connecticut.
0: Well, I'm supposed to track him three states back. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, and then you can listen to uh, Akiva and um, Alexander Chester discuss yes. football on 32 Fans. hmm. And you can listen to me coming up. Here's an exclusive. Uh, me, Brian Cohen, and Rob Sister Nino will be doing a preview of the challenge, uh, season thirty-six um for this upcoming season, which premieres December 9th. We'll be recording that this weekend. It should be available at RobhesWebsite.com. Um, I will be back with Brian Cohen, uh starting God, in a week, in a couple days at Rob slash challenge iTunes to subscribe. Um, and I was on Kickball Friends with Jesse and Robbie. That was a lot of fun talking about New Girl. I believe that's all I have to plug. For would both you ever of us. join
1: an adult kickball league? Would um, that be something you would do?
0: With Cole, honestly, it seems so crazy now. I
1: know, I know.
0: Um, but but yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about episode sixteen. Control Akiva, something I have a problem with. Ooh. What do you think this episode's gonna be about?
1: I'm gonna say that uh I'm gonna say I'll say Nick has anger management issues. That's my guess.
0: So you think uh he's mirroring his ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. Julia. Um, that'll be interesting to see. Uh you were wrong to recap from last week about what this would be about. But again, you got one word, you're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. With that, we will be back next week to talk about episode sixteen. Do we have a guest? I think maybe Brian is scheduled to come on.
1: Oh, that would be sweet timing.
0: Synergy. I think Some we did that maybe synergy. on purpose. We'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe we not. Brian, let me that know. On
1: purpose. It was- uh,
0: I did think about. Wanting him to be a guest around the time when there's the challenge. Oh, or, maybe you did. I'm or sorry. Or maybe we were going to do, no, we were maybe going to do our six and a half year anniversary podcast and try to make that around the same time as him being a guest. I think that's what we did. And then MTV was like, psych, we're dropping the challenge around then. Mm-hmm. So it did work out. um All right, Anyway, so- with that, Keeve, we'll see you next week.
1: I'll see you next week.